I ordered The Wolf of Wall Street. One out of five. There were no wolves in this movie. I was wearing these shorts around the house when a few friends stopped by. We were all sitting around watching TV when I reached out at a weird angle for the remote. The crotch seam pulled apart and my little fellas came spilling out right in front of my friends. This was pretty embarrassing. Picture not attached. Hello and welcome to Best of the Bad Reviews, a podcast that shares the most captivating, funniest and best bad reviews on the internet. I'm your host, Matthew Ganley, and it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you here for episode three, season one of this Best of the Bad Reviews. That's right, we're doing it. Best of the Bad Reviews Best of the Bad Reviews This episode is all about bad reviews of the world's most beloved corporate tax loophole-exploiting retail giant Amazon. Good old Amazon, that's right. We've all used it, we all use it, let's be honest, it it is a a sickeningly efficient service, often proving irresistible, leaving any conscious consumerist ideals in the dirt. You can buy everything and anything from tents to speakers to Nicolas Cage-themed pillowcases to edible glitter. And this episode, I've got an amazing guest joining me. It's West End stalwart David Hunter. We'll be having a good old chinwag and looking at a review for a very specific set of Bic pens. Now, this first review is the result of what happens when you accidentally buy an interactive book made for toddlers expecting something slightly more fleshed out and grown up. Where is baby's belly button? Whoever wrote this book must have a serious error in judgment because you would have to be an infant not to immediately understand where baby's belly button is. There is no conflict, no character development, and there is scarcely any plot. Consider this a warning. Avoid where is baby's belly button. And this review is a cautionary tale. Don't buy stuff on the internet when you've had a few sherries. One out of five. Beds should look like beds. I ordered this inflatable bed when I was drunk because I thought it was a giant ice cream sandwich. It's not. It's a bed. Not the £150 ice cream sandwich I wanted. I'm in a pretty privileged position here because I can see this bed and it does look like an ice cream sandwich from a distance. It's an inflatable bed and... You know, if ever an inflatable bed was to make your mouth water, this would be it. So, yeah, I I can see that. Couple of shandies. You get the, you know, you get a bit peckish for a sweet, sweet treat. You throw caution to the wind and click order. And we all know how easy it is to just click on Amazon and something arrives at your doorstep the next day. I sympathise with you, Ryan Gerdes. Best of the bad reviews. Folks, it's that time in the show where I get to introduce this episode's guest uh, and what a treat we have in store. Not only is this man a mighty fine human being, 
He's also in recent years graced the stages of the West End in shows Waitress, Kinky Boots and of course Once the Musical. He's an actor with the, both the singing voice of a roaring lion and an angel, I would say. Uh, he's a songwriter, a fellow fantasy footballer, although best not mention that in this interview because I'm beating him at the moment. Um, he's a husband, a father of two and just to add a bit of extra stress into his life is a massive Burnley fan. That's right. It's David Hunter. Dave, welcome to Best of the Bad Reviews. How you doing, mate? Thank you. What an introduction. I'm, uh, I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> I'm a hell of a guest. I don't know how you've got me on, to be honest. I mean, you peaked very early if this was your plan. I have, mate. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am available to be your agent if you, know, if, if you <laughs> decide to leave. How's lockdown been? Let's start with a nice open question. How's it going? Uh, it's, do you know what? It's been all right. I, like yourself, I just like to keep busy and think of silly things to do, like podcasts about the best of the bad reviews, you know? So sure. I think as long as my brain's ticking with ideas, as long as I'm writing or... I've basically just been trying to keep busy and distracted from fantasy football. <laughs> Because as you, you were very kind in your intro to say, at the moment I'm beating him, as if you're not just consistently beating me from day dot. Of course, the funny thing about this is that you introduced me to fantasy football. I'd never played it. I'd never heard of it. You were like the Mr. Miyagi to my uh, Danielson. Now that the, the pupil seems to be overtaking the master. This is the reboot, isn't it? This is Cobra Kai now, and you've, you're leading your own dojo. I am. Um, but I remember, I mean, I, I, I look back and cringe at the fact I've given you advice over the years. Like early on, I was giving you tips and now you're just throwing them in my face. I feel like I've missed it. It's not just Miyagi and Danielson. You're literally like, it's like you're just roundhousing Mr. Miyagi in the face. <laughs> like you've not just become the master, you're just beating him up. Yeah, exactly. I'm now Mr. Maggie and you're the fly that I'm catching in my chopsticks. <laughs> so sorry about that, mate. Some days I don't even feel like a fly. I like smaller, maybe a flea. Now, mate, I wanted to ask you a question about your various roles that you've played over the past seven or eight years. Have um, we got time? <laughs> well, I, well, I'm hopefully going to be really reductive and sum your roles up re really <laughs> succinctly, possibly um, scandalously slow. Sa scan <laughs> possibly scandalously so. Possibly. Sca <laughs> got to keep this in, haven't I? <laughs> so, what, sorry, what, what are we... I'm, I'm yet to understand what you're saying, mate. I think you should give it at least one more go. Possibly. Scandalously so. Beautiful. Thanks. You really nailed that there at the end. It was worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> now, your recent role in Waitress um, as Dr. Pometer has been described as a honky gynecologist. Nice. Um, this was in that, a national newspaper, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Because when I read that, I was like, this is the best review I'll ever get because, dear listeners, no one has ever in my entire life described me as hunky until this newspaper, national newspaper review. It wasn't on the front page, but you know, it's a big deal. I'm far from hunky. I've not, I've genuinely never been in a gym. Dave Hunter, hunky gynecologist. I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was just a, describing a recurring dream of mine. Um, so, so before that though, you played Charlie Price in Kinky Boots, um, who yeah. was a bold, innovative shoe factory manager. I've always thought of him more of a, as a hunky uh, shoe factory manager. Mm, not sure about that. <laughs> and of course, last but not least, there was Guy in Once the Musical, who was a sort of a downtrodden, tortured soul, who who is a busker in the streets of Dublin. Now, my question is, which of these characters would be most likely to leave a bad review, and what would that bad review be of? Go. <laughs> Good question. First and foremost, uh, you forgot to say that Guy was hunky. 
Secondly, uh, <laughs> who's likely to leave a bad review? I think probably that's tricky. I think Guy wouldn't care enough. Um, Charlie is too busy. Dr. Pometer then, I think, would probably go to a half-decent restaurant at some point and be disappointed with the service he received. Sure. Would he get disappointed because the waiter stroke waitress wouldn't refer to him as honky? <laughs> he's, he's likely to get upset. It's like, I've been in this restaurant for 20 damn minutes and not one person has referred to me as hunky. But the soup was all right. Best of the bad reviews. Is there, is there a better word than than a podcaster? Is he just called, are you call a podcaster or is there a podder? Pod dog. Pod dog. Brilliant. I've just made that up, by the way, but I quite like it. He's got to catch on. It's a wonderful, it works. Pod dog. Pod God would be good. You could you could graduate to Pod God, couldn't you? When you get like, if you get like a hundred thousand subscribers or something, you get to be a Pod God. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like and that. You, there's a criteria for that. I wasn't going to start calling myself that. It's a bit conceited. Well, if we if but, we set yeah. a limit though, that's kind of like you can say we set this when you know I was starting afresh. What about if you you know if you're if you make a lot of podcasts and you spend a lot of time indoors and you're just eating donuts, you get a Pod Bod. David Hunter, everybody. <laughs> He's available for bar mitzvahs, weddings. Uh, so yeah, um, so so yeah. Th- there's no there's no major plans for this, but I've been quite lucky. I've, I've been really fortunate to have kind of done a load of stuff over the pandemic. And, it, and in truth, for me, I saw obviously it's been horrible. And I would, if I could change it and and uh, you know stop that happening, I would. But I'm not a I'm not a god. I'm not a, certainly not a pod god. Um, so there's not a lot I can do about it, but I, I certainly try to make the best of any situation I'm thrust into. And, and so I've just tried to keep busy and I've don't kind of subscribe to this idea of like a new normal. I kind of subscribe yeah. to this, like, this is just life. And we both know yeah. as actors, sometimes life kicks you in the balls and you just kind of go, I've got yeah. nothing. So what am I going to make? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And here we are mm-hmm. making this podcast. And I think it's a glorious thing. And I've so much respect. You let it all this out because it's too nice about you. But um, no, no, I have so God, much no. respect for people who just get up and do something with whatever they've got and go, right, I'm going to do this podcast, which is a brilliant idea, by the way. I'm just thrilled for you, mate. I'm your biggest fan. Thank you, buddy. If you can somehow, I don't know, make hay while the weather's bad. That's not the <laughs> phrase, but that's how it feels. <laughs> but that's what it is. I, I do kind of think, for me, it was uh, the, and I said, so one of my friends said this to me very early on in, in lockdown, like originally, that this is the time for the creatives. Like this isn't, mm. any creative will see that as an opportunity. And again, I would obviously not have it happen if I could choose. But I think for anyone creative, they see those con- those constrictions as opportunities of how can I make, how can I make something special within these? And how can it, in fact, how can I use this confinement to do something yeah. I couldn't do before? Um, you know, or even, you know, I didn't have a microphone before this and now I've got a microphone and a little setup, and now that's why yeah. you can hear me so crystal clear, which would be embarrassing if you can't hear me crystal clear right now, dear listeners. I often think we're quite lucky, really, in that respect because we're, 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 we've got the self-employed mindset. Mm. There has to be a tenacity and a, and a sort of moving and, and shaking with and moving with whatever circumstances come your way yeah. because we've had to do that, haven't we? We've had to practice that a lot, mm. you know. Well, um, it wasn't unusual our... for us in many ways when this mm. happened, when this hit. It's like, oh, you, you're out of a job. Oh, yeah, okay. I've done, I've done that before and there's no jobs coming. Yeah, I've done that before too. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? 
So it was kind of like, what are you going to, how are you going to keep busy? How are you going to scrap to make some money to get by? You know, how are you going to keep yourself sort of entertained and, and creative in lockdown? And have you know? a purpose as well and be, mm. be of, of use and of some sort of service in some way to the wider uh, world. I know we've chatted a bit about lockdown and work and, and whatnot, and yeah. uh, I think it sort of encroaches on the area of mental health somewhat. What advice would you give to people who feel a little bit lost at sea at the moment? Do you have any advice? Uh, I do. I I I think life is all down to finding the little things that you can control that make you happy and then magnetizing to those things as much as you possibly can. And I always use this example. I love sitting on my back step on a half decent day, even not a very nice day, having a cup of tea and a tot croissant with jam. <laughs> it's simple things though, isn't it? You're Honestly, right, if it I is. sit out there without my phone and without all that other nonsense surrounding me and bothering me and, and, mm. and stressing me out, and I just mm-hmm. sit there in the quiet of the day and drink a cup of tea and, and, just, and just get out of myself a little bit, that for me is a real source of happiness. And actually, I don't do it very often. I could do it every single day, but I don't. And I just yeah. think if you if you can recognize those things, whether it is the outdoors or it's people in your life or if it's an activity you like to do or if it's a TV show you love doing, savor it, um, really engage with it, you know, properly away from your phone and all those things and go, this makes me happy and I'm going to do it. I'm going to look forward to it. I'm going to indulge in it when it happens and I'm going to reflect on it when it's done. And I think if you can collect enough of those things, you're there. Obviously, you think of meditation and, you know, you see like you think of Buddhas sat in the lotus position um, you know, with their eyes closed, meditating for hours. Mm. But if you can bring a meditative quality to your just your daily small activities by just giving it your full attention, mm. then you know it can only put you in good stead, can't it? Yeah. And a bit of moment of quiet to just take stock and appreciate. That's right. And I've also been taking your advice and trying cold showers recently. Oh, nice. How's it going? It's going well. I mean, I, I'm just doing it blind. I've not read the book or anything. I know you've read the the book. But I, I just have a cold shower. I just I start with a warm shower because I'm not an animal, and then, and then I turn it into a cold shower, and it just kind of. Yeah. But I do, and I just kind of like go a little bit colder every time, and you get the shock, and then you go, okay, I'm adjusting to it now, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the book and all the material is is, is interesting reading, and I, I've I've read it because it's it's interesting. But um, you know, even Wim Hof, the Ice Man himself, says. Mm. Just got just be with the cold. That's yeah, it. right. It's as simple as that. You don't need to worry about the technique. If you want to go into the technique, great. Mm. But it, it's uh, there is such value in just allowing yourself to be cold, appreciating the fact that it's temporary, mm. and knowing that you're probably going to feel better after it. So, would it be more favourable for you to get bad, funny, bad reviews on your podcasts rather than good ones? Sure, why not? As long as it's getting re- reviews of some sort, <laughs> it's going to bugger your algorithm. <laughs> but- but it's going to be funny. So, you yeah, know. I mean, maybe I'll end up on a list of, you know, most despised podcasts. That might be fun. From Pod God to Pod Worm. <laughs> I was in your brain then, desperately searching for what that was. Pod God to Pod Goblin. <laughs> it's happened. Right, we're going to crack on to this uh, review that I've I've invited you to read, mate. Are you ready? I guess so. I'm going to give it a go. Um, Now, when selling pens, that's right, I said pens, (laughs) always, as a rule of thumb, make them gender specific. This is a review which Dave is going to kindly read for us of Bic Pens for Her. Have you seen these pens? I have not seen these pens. 
I'm going to look them up okay. quickly. I really want to. I really want to. I want to know how ludicrous it is to call these big pens for women. This is it. I found them. I've got them already. Big crystal for her. They are apparently, according to a package, they are sleek design. Um, you get six pens. They're all sort of like sort of soft sort of neon colors little like green and purple and orange blue pink and green again but they are effectively big pens with a what lid. i've noticed about that as you listed those colors i instantly as a man thought God, i'm not using them <laughs> so you know maybe they're onto something um that's it i'm not going near those bloody pens you having a laugh <laughs> can you imagine going oh sorry sorry can i have a has anyone got a pet no don't be an idiot can't use that one that's for, that's for that's a pen for women <laughs> Idiot. I'm gonna I wanna pick them up in a shop and go to the assistant. Got these in a men's. <laughs> it's ludicrous, I can't Purple? Purple? On my important man documents? I'm sorry, am I wearing a corset? <laughs> uh but let's listen, let's not Talking about this brilliant bands. review. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, this is big pens for her. Thank God there's a pen I can finally write with. Someone has answered my gentle prayers and finally, in capital letters, designed a pen that I can use all month long. I use it when I'm swimming, riding a horse, walking on a beach, and doing yoga. It's comfortable, leak-proof, non-slip, and it makes me feel so feminine and pretty! Exclamation mark. It's joyous. <laughs> since, since I've begun using these pens, men have found me more attractive and approachable. I've, it has given me soft skin and manageable hair. And it's really given me the self-esteem I needed to start a book club and flirt with the bag boy at my local market. <laughs> that's, your next ro- the- that's your next role, mate. That's your next role, hunky bag boy. <laughs> hunky In bag Tesco boy. the musical. <laughs> it's the role I was made for. <laughs> Can I help you with your broccoli? Only 59p. <laughs> Is it organic or is it fair trade? Don't worry, you can rely on me. <laughs> Tesco! Um, okay, it's probably an on-star that. This is my favourite line of the review. She goes on to say, My drawings of kittens and ponies have improved. And now that I'm writing my last name hyphenated with the Robert Pattinson's last name, I really believe he may someday marry me! I'm positively giddy! Those smart men in marketing have come up with a pen that my lady parts can really identify with. (laughs) (laughs) Where has this pen been all my life? From Tracy Bartell. Well done, Tracy. I I doff my cap. What would the male equivalent be of this? What if there was like a... I don't know, a, a, a mug for men with no... And what it was was, it was taking away those curvy feminine handles. So it was just a mug without the handles. And it was blue. And you burnt your hands when you... Burnt your hands when you drunk your tea. But that's that's because I'm a man. It doesn't matter they've got blisters on my hands because I'm a bloody man. <laughs> I'm sick of mugs. Sick of mugs that don't hurt me hands. <laughs> like I'm some sort of softy. It's ludicrous. I want to be reminded constantly that this is hot liquid I'm drinking. Yeah. Straight from Kettle. Can I ask, while we're at this junction then, Matt, I've obviously just listened to the first episode, how are you getting on with your signing off um, strategy? I've not nailed it, to be honest, because I always end up going, guys, right, guys, dead, dad, dies, dead, dies, uh, or 
you've been the best, you know, or something like, <laughs> one thing I'm sure of is I'm not going to give you guys a bad review because you support it. That's me. quite nice though. Maybe it's a catchphrase. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you need like a final thought. I probably just need to embrace the cheese, you know, like in, I'm in a bath of fondue. Okay, that's good. Um, oh, no, I, 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 I kind of want to design a catchphrase for you. I kind of want it to go, well, it's, it's, um, um, you thanks guys for listening, score, f- score a solid five. That's it. That night. Good night. Night, night. Good night. <laughs> that night it's got to be night, tight. night now. Night, night. <laughs> sleep tight. Don't let the bad reviews bite. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You found it. <laughs> Please at least end this episode with, um, and remember, <laughs> whatever you're going through, you guys are a solid five. <laughs> night, night. Night, night. God bless. <laughs> I'm always here for you, now and till forever. Dave, thank you so much, mate, for joining me on the Best of the Bad Reviews, episode three. It's been a right old laugh. Thank you, buddy. My pleasure, pod god. Night-night. I love my new name. Thanks, mate, and um, all the best going forward. And and where where can the people find you if they want to find your social media platforms? If they want to find me, Matt, they'll find me. I'm not going to put it on a plate for them. You got to work for this. Oh, okay. that's my new tactic. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. You Treating me, throwing the gauntlet down there. So anyone yeah. wants to find Dave Hunter, probably searching David Hunter, you'll probably get a lot of what you need. Well, that's <laughs> it. I mean, why am I putting on a plate? You know how to use Google. Exactly. Get on with it. And, and including pictures of hunky gynecologists. So um, <laughs> just Google Dave... hunky gynecologist. <laughs> Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining me and we'll catch up soon. See you, buddy. Cheers, bud. Thank you to David Hunter for what I'm sure you'll agree was a right old laugh. Thank you very much, mate. Now, if you're a man of a certain age with certain genetic makeup, you'll find that nature can be pretty brutal. You start to discover that hair grows in areas you don't really want it to grow and hair leaves where you would have preferred it to stay. It's, you know, it's packed its bags. It's gone on ho- on a permanent holiday to um, Hair Voidibian. You may be tempted to invest some money in, say, some products to help deal with this situation. But here's a word of warning for you. At all costs, avoid, by the sounds of it, Veet's Men's Hair Removal Gel. Initially, all went well and I applied the gel and stood waiting for something to happen. I didn't have long to wait. At first, there was a gentle warmth, which in a matter of seconds was replaced by an intense burning and a feeling I can only describe as like being given a barbed wire wedgie by two people intent on hitting the ceiling with my head. Religion hadn't featured much in my life until that night, but I suddenly became willing to convert to any religion to stop the violent burning around my turd tunnel and what seemed like the destruction of the old meat and two veg. Struggling not to bite through my bottom lip, I tried to wash the gel off in the sink and only succeeded in blocking the plug hole with a mat of hair. Through the haze of tears, I struggled out of the bathroom, across the hall, into the kitchen. By this time, walking wasn't really possible, and I crawled the final yard to the fridge in the hope of some form of cold relief. I yanked the freezer door out and found a tub of ice cream, tore the lid off and positioned it under me. The relief was fantastic, but only temporary, as it melted fairly quickly, and the fiery stabbing soon returned. Due to the shape of the ice cream tub, I hadn't managed to give the old back door any treatment, 
So I groped around in the drawer for something else, as I was sure my vision was going to fail fairly soon. Nothing was doing the trick, as some of the gel had found its way up the Chutney Channel, and it felt like the space shuttle was running its engines behind me. Unfortunately, alerted by the strange grunts coming from the kitchen, the other half chose that moment to come and investigate, and was greeted by the sight of me, arse in the air, strawberry ice cream dripping everywhere. So to sum it up, Veet removes hair, dignity, and self-respect. I would like to thank Wendy Wu Patterson, my friend, for sending me that rather hilarious and grim <laughs> review. Folks, thank you for listening to episode three. I'm sure you'll agree it was a bloody good one. Um, the next episode, episode four, is all about bad restaurant reviews. And I will be announcing a very, very special guest over the next couple of days. So please keep your ears and eyes out for that. That will be on Wednesday. I'm having a little break now of a few days just to uh, take this all in because it's been a very hectic couple of weeks setting all this up. So yeah, I'm going to have a few days off. And then next week, I'll be returning with a bang on Wednesday at 6pm for episode four all about bad reviews of our beloved restaurants. In the meantime, you can do me a massive favour. Please follow me on Twitter at Bestest Baddest, on Instagram at Best of the Bad Reviews. And if you are an Apple-er, then get onto iTunes and subscribe to my show on, on Apple Podcasts, please. If you're an Android user like myself and you've got Spotify, get onto Spotify and give Best of the Bad Reviews a follow. Otherwise, I will be posting it on the host page, Simplecast, for you to access at any time. In the meantime, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I am going to do my utmost to take David Hunter's advice and say, Night, night. You guys have been a solid five. Cheers. Best of the bad reviews.